And we're back. Last time on the cast, we played the intro quick start module for Shadow Dark. Shadow Dark is an indie role-playing game with very high production values, I must say, and really great art made by... Okay, here we go. It's not Kelsey Grammer. Kelsey Dion. Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> <laughs> but what if Kelsey Grammer did make that? That'd be pretty crazy. Funny. That would be so epic. crazy. <laughs> That'd and, be so uh, crazy. Her brand name company thing is the Arcane Library. Lots of very slick stuff there. And I'd heard about this a while ago, and because I went to download on the recommendation of my patrons, uh, which we don't really have patrons anymore. If you want to get into our Discord, we don't have a Patreon, but you can just ask nicely. Uh, go. And to it the doesn't way- hurt to go to the website and yeah. donate some, you know, some fiat USD dollars via PayPal button, or just buy these guys a coffee. Just buy them a coffee or Bitcoin. Or yeah. whatever. What do you buy like? them a full download, Bitcoin? Download, yeah. <laughs> download the Fountain app, which is really nice uh, podcast app, and then you could use it to don- donate via Bitcoin if you but want to. But as I was saying, for a full Bitcoin, we'd probably come to your house and play. <laughs> <laughs> it's like probably yeah. we fly across the country. Yeah. Like. <laughs> you may use this website. Uh, John right? probably won't make it. <laughs> and this website has a form called contact, and you can just like fill it out. Like it's 1996, and send us an email over the internet. Let me tell you about this thing called SMTP. It's an amazing protocol. And you can send text messages. You can be one of uh, of one of many people who has contacted us in that way and said, "Hey, let me enter the Discord." I, I'll admit, I'm really surprised at the number of people who contacted I, us just to too. be in the Discord. I'm, like, I'm proud of the number of people. I take some effort. You got to go and do all the yeah. stuff. Yeah, we should open this a is PO not box. an e-type form. We're not going to make PO it easy box. on you. You got to work. Yeah. Okay, well, let's get to the stuff that anybody cares about listening. Uh, so anyway, I was saying that uh, one of our Discord members, our GG No Rears, suggested that I check this out and maybe play it. And I looked into it and downloaded the quick start, and then I realized that it was going to replace a file I already had in my machine because I had already downloaded it like a year ago. <laughs> uh, and I hadn't looked into it much because I, I saw it and I said, okay, uh, I know what this is. It's a... Uh, Simplified house ruled version of 5e with influence from basic and basic expert BX from the 80s. And that is exactly what it is. And at the time, I just wasn't interested in doing that. But we were wanting to do something new today. And um, I got to say, my overall impression is fairly positive depending on your needs and audience. So if you're going to play this, and everybody feel free to chime in, whatever. But if you're going to play this especially with kids or try to teach kids or a new player, like casuals or whatever, uh, trying to teach them how to get into D&D, this is a great way to do it because once they learn this, they could really easily transition, especially to 5e, but to any kind of D&D because basically it's a, you know exactly what you're going to get. It's very well laid out, extremely clear, uh, very attractively presented, Simplified 5e rules with old school influence. Yeah, I, I'm pleasantly surprised. Uh, so, it, did you guys read any of the quick start rules? No. Nah. No. Nope. A little bit of it. Skimmed, skimmed it. Skimmed it. Skimmed it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so I, I read. I read pretty much all the quick start rules. Yeah, some of it, you know, pretty fast. I guess you know, not not very deeply. But my impression um, when we compare it to other things that we've ran, we've ran a lot of different things over the years. It is, it is very cleanly put together. Uh, and there's like, there's not a lot of like wasted words, you know, wasted paragraphs. Uh, not a lot of, um, I guess we've, we've read some things that had like just weird flourishes for no, for no good reason uh, yeah. in the text. Uh, I, uh, well, 
<laughs> I know what you were thinking. Yes, exactly. So, so there, there's a few of those. Uh, there's been a couple of those, but even recently, yeah, it's it's been just kind of wild. But uh, yeah, I think it's really uh, it's really simple. Um, I don't know. It's, I think it, it's kind of to the heart of what D and D should be. Mostly, like it, you shouldn't have all these rules that have reference constantly. Uh, always getting away, getting in the way of of what's actually going on in the game, the narrative. Um, I don't want people using bags of rats and cleaving them. I, I was joking there. I, you know, <laughs> I've never had I think a Goliath character that did that, but but cleaving them infinitely to to move infinitely across the room and do damage to everybody. That's uh, I think that's silly. Um, and but what's cool about the rules too, it leaves a lot to the GM discretion and to the imagination of the, the imagination of the players. It's imagination of the players. It's not uh, so nitpicky. It's way less nitpicky than the 5e rules. There are keywords and there's some concepts there. Uh, but a lot of it is, is just to kind of give your discretion. Like, like, like it came up, I think, a few times in this episode. Where it's like, oh, it doesn't, doesn't really say, but I think it makes sense that this would happen. And we're all like, yeah, you know. Yeah, and just to remind the listener, this is not a review of the whole game. This is just a quick start. I assume it'll be mostly representative, but there may be like additional systems that are not covered in the quick start. Like, for example, we talked about surprise. You know, in basic... D&D, there's a very, and then advanced also, but there's a very specific procedure for that that you do every time there's a fight. Everybody rolls a D6 per side. If it's a one or a two, you're surprised, and there's some modifiers on that. But in this one, it just says the DM determines if one side is surprised, and you just do it however you want. So I did it by making a wisdom check against the wisdom score of the other creature. So whatever, it's fine. Um, So that is... Our, our overall impression, I think, is positive. Would I run this again? Yeah, sure. Would I run it instead of 5e as a campaign? Uh, I don't know. It depends on who you're running it for. Because like, I know a lot of people like the extra crunchiness that 5e has. And for me, it's like no big deal to run 5e. I can just do it in my sleep because I've done it for so long. So the additional crunchiness doesn't bother me really at all. Although there are some elements that I like better than 5e and better than BX, which I'll talk about later. But I just wanted first to give overall impressions in case that's all you care about, and then we'll get into the weeds. So any other overall impressions before we get into details? Mm-mm. Okay, I think everybody liked it. it, it did, were your characters easy to understand? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. Piece of cake. Yeah, and I never really played Magic users, and even though I got dead, um, killed pretty quickly, it was easy to figure that out, I thought. Oh yeah, we had a <clears throat> 60% death rate. It's good. <laughs> yeah. But, like, let's see, you played um, NGR, you played you played D&D 5e, mm. like, wh- what else? Uh, did you play Into the Odd? I don't remember. No. no we, we played a couple of, like, AD&D modules. AD&D. Oh, yeah, we played yeah, AD&D. That's right. Yeah, where I think we played it according to that rules, and that's about it. I've yeah. played Pathfinder a little bit in the past, mm-hmm. but that's... That's about yeah, it. I mean the the character sheets are, I think, again, really clean. Yeah, and yeah, not like, like super distracting with a lot of different and, stuff on it. Like, and I'll characters. say now, I've looked at a ton of games like this. Like there, are, you can throw a rock on drive through RPG and hit a lot of games like this. Mm-hmm. However, I will say I can't think of anyone that's better than this. So if you want a game that's in this little niche, this is probably the one I would go with. Um, uh, there's but there's lots so. Pick what you like, but this one is the. E- I think this is the most natural transition to and from Five E. So if that's what you want to go for, then that's what this is suited for. I do really like the idea of the spell, how the spells work. 
See, I, that's one thing I don't like. So I guess yeah, we'll transition. I'm not a fan of that either. I guess we'll transition to talking about details. We're going to talk about some stuff that we do like more than you know comparable systems and some that we don't. So let's start with talking about how spells work. In normal D&D, back from ages past, and even to today, you have spell slots. So you can cast three spells of level one, two of level two, and you just cast them. It works, and you mark off the box, and that's how they work. Uh, there are some exceptions, but generally that's the plan. With this one, there are no spell slots, which is kind of nice in that you don't have to remember stuff and note it on a character sheet. So it's one less thing for a newbie to keep track of in his head. So that's, again, I think that's probably the reason it's done this way. But what were you going to say about it? You said that you liked it, right? Yeah, I just like it. It's just simpler. Yeah. So the the idea is you roll your spellcasting ability modifier, which intelligence for wizards, wisdom, for clerics, priests, whatever they're called. And if it fails, then that's like running out of your spell. You can't cast that spell until you rest. If it succeeds, you do it, and you can try it again later. So that's that's the one thing I don't like. I don't like it either. If, if you, if you to me, if I was to make one little change to it, if you miss or don't succeed, you just miss. That's it. You don't, you don't lose the ability to use that spell for the rest of the day, you just miss. Yep. But maybe you could lose a spell slot and you have so many. Well, if we're trying to stay away from <laughs> slots. Yeah. yeah. See, the reason I like that is it's like, especially if you're like this neo neophyte wizard who isn't really sure like who they are and, and what they're doing, then if you go to cast some spell and it like fails miserably... Maybe you're like, you know what? I'm staying away from that one. Like, if you roll a nat one, I can me. agree. But with the you, thing but is, there's nothing. It's, it's just purely random. No, See, that's no, what I don't like. It, about it is it. random. Okay, the upside is you get to cast a lot of spells. Yes, like right. with a magic missile, for instance. Uh, statistically, you'll you'll do pretty well with that in the long run. Yeah. like you'll you'll do pretty well. Yeah, uh, and then you have backup spells you can cast. Uh, you know, like burning hands or whatever. Um, I, and and uh, you know that maybe that is appealing to magic users. I play a lot of magic users, and it is great to cast a lot of magic. Mm. Uh, but yes, yeah, like suddenly the cure wounds not working. Yeah, felt terrible. But, <laughs> okay. So what? So what if what if you have one some spells like two or three spells or one spell that you can choose that you won't forget or won't be able to use if you fail? So like a cantrip type of thing. But then the rest of your spells, if you mess up on those, you can't use it again to the next long rest. Introducing cantrips. That's basically, basically. how that developed yeah. <laughs> yeah. in advanced D&D. Well, I'm just thinking like every role felt more weighty. Yeah, and that's the Meaningful. thing that's good which about it. Which, felt which, good which made yeah. it more exciting to me. When, and you, when you came in at the start, and you're like, I just want to use light. I was like, wait a second. Don't fill it light right away. Hold up. And it does produce effects in the game that are fun, like him suddenly not being able to cast cure after he'd already moved over to cast cure. Oh, it was right. terrible. And now that produces an interesting complication Ooh. to the gameplay. Now, his, his god left him and he died. Now the like thing I don't like about it dirt. <laughs> is that I, I can't make sense of it within the fiction of the world. And then it's even worse for clerics because the implication is when they miss and if they get a crit miss, they have to then atone but it's like, well, what did your god get mad at you for? You're just in here and you're passing spells all day, and then suddenly God gets mad at you for some reason. Lack of faith. I, it doesn't really seem to make sense. Dirty thoughts. Think, think like six seconds ago, I cast this exact same spell and it worked just fine, and now six seconds later, yeah. 
I committed a mortal sin. What's going on here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Explain this to me. So I don't like that. I think it fictionally doesn't make sense. Um, I and agree. I wouldn't like to have to always come up with some, because it would bother me. Like if I'm playing a cleric, I'm like, well, what? What, I, what was it in Second Condominiums four two five eight seven three two that I forgot about or something? What's going on here? Well, I you know I think anytime you mess with uh, with, with the spiritual realm or the magical realm, um, the arcane realm, uh, you are what do you say? You're skating on thin ice. You're always trying your luck, and I think that luck running out is good. But see, I don't, I don't even like it a- for arcane stuff. I like the idea that you've studied the spell. You know it. You can cast it. Now I can see you having to this situation if you're like really rushed for time or you're doing it in a weird way that you're not used to. I could see that. Yeah, that but, would be represented well, by see, that one. So, so, so I, I know Daniel, you don't like uh, Terry Pratchett. No, I hate him. But I like Terry Pratchett, and the way that like wizards function in Terry Pratchett is like most of the time they're not quite sure exactly what they're actually doing and there's a like risk associated with it yeah they just keep doing things because actually when you're in the real world like as a professional it can feel like that a lot of times every day yeah you feel like (laughs) every day (laughs) you're like what am i even doing here (laughs) and then it works out mostly yeah Yeah. the wizards are just barely treading water and coming up with new like super complicated and i feel like i feel like these these spiritual high flyers could potentially be the same way like like they're really sticking themselves out there uh in this service and we're gonna say they um they're skating on thin ice too maybe maybe they don't really understand what they're messing with but i like the idea too to some extent of like the priestly class because most of their magic or whatever is like healing it's not like actually only one sixth of the spells Mo- are healing spells. Most of that which <laughs> was one. concerned with us tonight, anyway. Like, I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, you can ask too like, much of your deity, right? To like make it so focused on, oh, I need your help, I need your help, I need your help. Well, like the right? lay on hands pool that uh-huh. paladins have. Maybe God gets tired of it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. But uh, so, so there are definitely magic systems I like better. I'll say, like, again, as a magic user, I think it's great to cast a lot of spells. So, like, you being able to do the magic missile over and over and over again. Mm. So, one interesting change may be to offer more opportunity for a magic user to cast with advantage or to have other bonuses. I'm not really sure, but casting with advantage more often would be just super. And uh, that puts you at, like, what, less than a 25% failure rate will be. Yeah, I wonder if in the, like, full rules, is there some kind of, like, mastery system or something well, like that where you can mm-hmm. get better at casting certain spells. I don't know. In hindsight, yeah, I should that would have stayed it at range and just done magic missile over and over again. But like, I was like trying if, to if maximize damage. Yeah, if you're under no duress, you can use your entire turn, right. including your movement or something, right. to give advantage. Okay, but if, if you're in melee or um, you're also moving, then maybe you don't have advantage. Like, like it'd be a pretty quick little change to do that. All so right. Just throwing it out there. So I think we liked and didn't like some things about the magic system but it's it's a good one like it's perfectly functional and produces fun in-game effects so i don't hate it but I, uh, but I you know what we it. loved what we loved uh we loved ngr's system i mean come on that's that was so much you fun. roll you roll in that but i don't remember the details uh it's just it's, that's it's neoclassical just amazing, just geek geek revival revival yeah. you gotta yeah. roll under Wait. oh my gosh but no let's not okay Wait, wait that's, that's off that's off topic off, i'm just saying topic. 
the, the kind of effects that you can have and how you can scale them. So you can, yeah. so you know a spell and you can scale it as big as you can stand and oh, you can kill yeah. your character. Oh, because you take stress spell. and stuff. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, which I think is wonderful. I, I think I think that, I don't know, I think it models fictionally what that would yeah. be like maybe, you can, I guess. Yeah, it, it's, but it, it it goes directly against what this game is trying to do. Like the exact opposite. And streamline. Yeah, totally yeah. opposite. <laughs> But we like it for another reason, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so let's talk about more about um, what happened in the death realm. I actually preferred this way of doing death and dying than 5e. I thought it was really cool. So the way it works is when you go down to zero, you're down. And then you roll a d4, you have that many rounds oh, left, yeah. plus your con mod. So I wanna talk both about that and the plus con mod thing. Another change that this makes, and we can talk about this separately if we want, is that when monsters or you roll for your hit points, you only ever add your con mod once. So you roll it once at first level, add your con mod, and you will never add it to your hit dice again. When you level up, you don't add your con mod. Hmm. And same thing with monsters. If they have 4 HD, they only add their con mod once. That tends to limit how like HP bloat, which is mirrored in the combat system because damage rolls don't have ability scores added to them. So you, when you roll your damage with your great axe, you don't add your strength to it. So that limits how much damage people have, or rather can take, and how much they deal out, which I think is nice, and it's one less thing for people to remember. Like, you're always telling new players to d and oh, remember to add your strength mod to that, remember to add your dex mod to that, and you just don't have to. So it's simple, I like it. But the effect of that is your con still is important beyond that first roll, HD roll, it's because it extends how long you have to live or reduces it. So it's like a big thing, like, uh, Mike, well, normally you randomly generate it, but if you were to select your ability scores, you'd have to think, like, every point I get in con is another round, I know I'm gonna get to possibly live. Uh, And And I like- con score's negative. Yeah, it goes down. It goes down. I mean, you have a minimum of one round, but Hey, that's a mess. Yeah, it's a mess. And I liked, so with 5e, you know you have uh, at most five, six rounds. Uh, and this one you could have more than that. But I like this the countdown. Like you just know it's counting down. There's not three strikes and you're out or else you stabilize. It's just, it's, this is harsher actually because I think you, the chances are against you a lot more. You have to roll that d20 on on your death save to pop back up or someone has to help you because otherwise you're out of luck that's it and you're probably realistically going to be out in three or four tries that's probably how many people will tend to have and that's how many we tended to have so that's a good amount because that gives you a chance for the other players to like just have to make a hard decision like do i continue fighting or make a break to try to heal you first so it's a hard decision to make in game because i was like i I mean, like I could, you, you might have dropped the Minotaur. I could, I could have saved his life. Potentially killed the Minotaur in one hit if I got six damage with my crossbow. I could have hidden and guaranteed I lived another turn for something sketchy, or I could have tried to save Stefano. And I was like, I mean, if I don't do this now, he's gone forever. So I gave it a shot, but it didn't work out. Yeah. Um, what what happens if you um like if someone had killed the minotaur and several of us were still rolling to survive 
would they be able to like stay like just stabilize I mean, this they, or they have to make the check a... just like okay no like let's say let's say i kill the minotaur on my turn and he has one roll remaining the the state of the minotaur is irrelevant okay okay so it's just like it's not like combat's over so everybody's up it's just i've been no, playing not, too i've been playing too many video games it's got me confused not that but like <laughs> how long would he have to lay there like you don't count turns outside of combat yeah. do you oh it's rounds rounds yeah so if it's six seconds i mean that's that's about it but you because of that always on initiative thing i would just keep going in in round order until oh, everybody was okay. dead or, or not so uh speaking of monsters i'll transition to talk about that unless anybody had anything else to add but uh this is the bestiary or this is several things that i cut out from the bestiary and just photoshopped in so i'd have all the monsters in the module on one sheet you see how short the write-ups are it's beautiful they are like one or two sentences plus the very abbreviated stat sheet uh stat list like ac hp attack move the ability scores alignment level and then if there's any special abilities it's very tersely written right below that so you can fit a ton of monsters on the one reference sheet uh, which I think a monster reference sheet like this should always be included in a module. So that would be a recommendation for updating the quick start. Just get every creature that's in the module, put it on one sheet, then you can just have it. And I also use this to track initiative and HP and all that stuff. Oh yeah. Very useful. Very. Uh, the Speaking of the module, I thought the, mo the module was good. I didn't particularly think the flavor text was that great. And there are some things that I would have done better like uh, there needs to. I didn't even realize there was an exterior, like those big long hallways, because it doesn't really describe it much. I just uh, had to intuit that it was there. Um, so that would be useful to have. But it's really good as far as the access. This is obviously a Dyson Logos map, and there are four entrances to the dungeon. You could climb over the top and go down into the courtyard where the Minotaur is. I told you. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I said, over the top. And then there's three other entrances. The main entrance and then two to the side that you guys found. So that's great. There's plenty of ways to go in. Down here, there's spider guys. There's beast men and other parts of it. So you could have a different experience. Like each time you go in, if you're going and leaving multiple times to rest and that kind of thing. Mm. And if you were to play this multiple times with other parties, it would look different. Uh, I don't. I read through the whole module. It seemed, seemed pretty nice. There was some good interactivity uh, there's some repeated themes, motifs, and interactables that you can learn to use. And in fact, that room 17, the long room with the bull that had pinned the guy against the wall, uh -huh. that's teaching you a feature of the dungeon. Um, spoiler alert, if you're going to... Well, I'm not going to say anything about it. That's teaching you a feature of the dungeon. I'll just say that. Uh, <clears throat> it's, so it's, it's worth getting the quick start, I think, just for the module. It's nice. It's flavorful. And uh, I like it, and it has a nice, has a nice climax, or at least it is for us, because we got to the boss immediately. The also Wait, that was like the big bad. Mm -hmm. Oh, it shows locked doors and blocked, like barricaded doors on the map, really clearly with this opaque triangle with L or B for locked or blocked. I had never seen that before. Mm. It's good. I really like it. And all the monster groups are marked and labeled on the map. Thank you. So many things don't do that. 
That's, recommendation uh, really also good. show on the map if some if a room has magic in it because people are going to cast detect magic and walk around you know they're going to do that so i always do that you on the key and that. on the map that's just i always say that about every module that i run so uh great modules great worth downloading the quick start just for that other things that i noticed is that when i, was, I taught my daughter how to create a character in it today so she made a priest i think because she rolled high wisdom and it's so clearly and easily laid out. It's like one spread or sometimes even one page. And that includes everything you need to level up. Also, I kind of like the leveling up method. Oh, yeah. I'm very happy with that. The way it works is when you level up, you roll an HD like normal. Add your HP. Then you have a, a random table of different level up benefits you can get. And you can get the one, same one multiple times or different ones. And so you're never exactly sure how you're going to level up. So part of me doesn't like that, but then part of me, because why do you get one rather than the other? There's no logical reason in the fiction, so that bothers me. But the part that I like is when you level up in-game, like in the real world, with a bunch of dudes and you're eating pizza, you just want to roll 2d6 and let's keep going. Because <laughs> otherwise you got to break for an hour for everyone to consult D&D Beyond and pick like 18 things. So I like the simplicity of it, that's for sure. Um, what about the classes? What about the classes? I mean, I think it, in a very brief, in a, in a brief span, it encapsulates all the classic tropes. Like, your cleric can turn dead, turn undead. He has the holy weapons. All the clerics can use edged weapons in this. They can use, they can start with uh, long swords and stuff. Uh, you got Gross. the backstab. Like, like, why not just, just take that out? Wait, just say they can't use edged weapons, right? Well, I actually like when clerics can use edge weapons. That's just a personal thing, though. It's terrible. I don't see why it doesn't make sense. I like it. Uh, yeah, that's just the, the old historical way. Historical. It's actually not historical. It's tradition. <laughs> you gotta you gotta save your tradition for the sword of truth. There you go. Oh, I want to talk right. about it's one not thing. That you can't use edge weapons. You're just waiting for the right one. Two things that I hated. Ah, but one thing that I love in between, like a little hate sandwich. <laughs> oh. Okay. Maybe you think of two more things you love and make it then like make a, a bigger Big Mac. Yeah. Okay, oh, I'll like start that. with one thing that I hate. I love Big Mac. That is, why don't you just say everything in feet? Don't tell me close, near, far, all that stuff. Because you end up having to convert it to feet anyway. Because, oh. oh, I move near. Okay, then I move near again. Are you going to keep track of how many nears away you are? Isn't it just easier to say I'm 45 feet away? We we already settled this an infinite number of nears. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I think I think there's a problem with saying 45 feet because I don't know if people really understand 45 feet. I definitely don't. But you understand near, like you're kind of you're close enough to move to something that turn. Well, I guess I, I guess it's less about understanding 45 feet and knowing that if you're five feet, you can hit them. Yeah, I mean that's so if really you're 45 all you care feet, about. You know, like, you need to move a full 30 feet. It's just numbers at that point. Yeah, and if you're far, I mean, you're you can't you can't possibly get to them and whack them with a sword. I mean, yeah. it, it takes fewer characters to write thirty apostrophe than it does to write near. And to be fair, it did actually say that in the manual it said it said approximately thirty feet. Yeah, and it tells you the equivalence because yeah. you actually need that. It doesn't give an equivalence of far. It's just further than thirty feet. It's sight. Yeah, yeah. It's rain line of sight, uh, and that also bothers me. Like for like shooting bows like I want to know if it can go 300 feet or not but I know you can just say it does anyway that, that's just a pet peeve of mine but uh, you know how often does that really how often does it really come up I guess I guess it I don't know, maybe it's kind of nitpicky 
the far thing. I am. The, the I'm, near thing. I'm I totally am nitpicking a little bit. Okay, I'm nitpicking. Like I, 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 I think again. I think they trust the GM and they they trust the players to figure it out and agree to it. And like, in a dungeon, it doesn't page. ever really come up. Was that just no. one half of the hate sandwich? That was one half of the hate or sandwich. Okay, but what's the like in the middle? The love baloney in the middle uh-huh. is nobody has dark vision. It's just like how I run things all the time. Everything is dark. And is there a spell to, to do light. dark vision? It's called light. <laughs> I, i'm gonna look for i'm gonna look under the d's here okay i, I didn't look that can, carefully at the spells uh oh they use the term right dark over. adapted so all monsters are dark adapted so you can see in the dark so i love that that's how i run it all the time so points for that the other half of my hate sandwich though is tr- oh my goodness treasure and xp listen just tell me how many gold pieces it is for XP. I don't want to be like looking at this dagger and saying is it cool enough to count as 1 XP. I want to know 50 gold is 1 XP. So you're saying that's hard for you to do? Yeah, it's it's unnecessarily complicated. So here's the here's the normal process. I add numbers together and I compare it to a value. Mm-hmm. Easy. This one I got to like do quantitative analysis here. But if I if I if I were <laughs> writing a module and had to think about qualitative every- every cool dagger that would be taxing on me well you don't have to think of every cool dagger like you, you just re- quantitative analysis she, or qualitative she analysis? gives the treasure value of everything anyway okay. you have to give the treasure value so because so, it's worth stuff if you sell it so you want it to ultimately come back to the total amount of gp yes because yes. it, it does anyway because it's just like it's like simplifying but actually making it more complicated by simplifying it interesting why not just say you find gold pieces instead of a dagger I can't. It just we comes can back too. to trusting the players, not be nitpicky little weirdos, and be like, oh, "I think it's, I think it's actually worth fifty gold." And well, you say, that, "No, it's worth 30, 40 well, gold." So it's not. You an know XP. that statement they right say, there. Well, it's definitely fifty. I'm sure it should be fifty. I mean, it says the mail is fifty. And you're like, "No, it's, this one's worth 40 And they're like, "No, it's fifty. I get an XP." To your point, yeah. that works in any D and D though. It doesn't yes, matter which one you so do. Yes, that is so D and D. Yeah. Uh-huh. But anyway, it could be. Anyway. I don't want to have to be making judgments but, uh, if this counts as a bag of gold. I want to know. I saw that you struggled that. 60 gold. You seem very, very, uh, like, just very make upset. 50 like, gold is one XP. Just say that. I'm like, how about it's a little bag? And you're like, no, 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 it's not a big enough bag. <laughs> I'm like, is this too big of a bag? Is this two bags? If it's, you know, if it takes, uh, if it takes a, you know, truck to move and it's just one big bag, how many bags is that? Well, wasn't one of our bags of gold like three pieces? You mean our bags of gold? It was like, no, it was a no, bag of centipedes. Earlier, when we no, were all you guys still are dead. Alive. You don't own anything. Sorry, no, when, guys. When, when, when we were still alive. Oh, that's yeah, true. something like that. Okay, I had another thing. This is gonna. This is actually a good thing. So this is also going on the sandwich. This is going the outside the hate sandwich. Now we've got a love bottom open face sandwich. Oh, you're adding a love bottom. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, and that is using initiative, not in combat, because the problem. Maybe it's just you guys are dysfunctional. <laughs> the problem is if you, well, it's not, it's not actually, it's just human psychology. If you ask a group of people, what do you as a group do? It's going to be crickets or arguing or bickering. If I just say, what do you do and point at a particular person, you're more likely to get traction and keep things moving along. So I like actually for that to be the default. And then when everybody understands that we need to take a joint action, like moving down a hallway, then we can do that. 
and then just start over saying, what do you do? Now, many indie games, even like Apocalypse World or whatever, going back that far, Golden Oldie, uh, recommend similar things, always just at looking at one person and saying, what do you do? Not, what, do you, what does everybody do? So I really like that. I like that that is the default. That will be my default going forward in anything. I like you. Yeah. The other thing we can talk about is real-time dungeon timekeeping. Not really a fan because I think it's another simplification that makes things more complicated. Oh, I, th- I thought it was great when the torches went out in the middle of combat. Like, that would have never happened normally. That's not true. It would I, have happened. I don't think that's ever happened. Well, that's, that's be- it's just because... Because you don't normally count turns in combat because their combat's normally not that long. Yeah. but That's what I mean. It could have eased, it could have happened, but I think you're more likely to be surprised by it. It literally, this. and then you're like, "Oh, it's a courtyard." I was like, "Oh my god, thank you." <laughs> yeah, I was like, "I was like, oh no, I am certainly screwed. I'm gonna have to like sneak my way out of here, like fill my way out of here, and like light a torch." That's what I was thinking when that happened. I know. But when your alarm went off in the middle of combat, I'm like, "Oh no." Yeah, it would have been. <laughs> it amazing was really if good. Pitch black in there. No, I mean, I'm just saying that was that was a really good moment that would not be possible if we just did turns, which normally we take off out of combat. Um, I think it would be possible, but it is less likely because everybody when I'm saying decrement your torches I think people are more aware and when they're on like one or two they'll light a new one rather than just forgetting about it when I mm-hmm. when I play normally with torches I care I care about torches and I know people are out there thinking about how to make torches cool again or cool in general make torches great again yeah. so I want torches to be cool but my experience with torches so far has been there's a die that ticks down it will never run out well that's because you're making sure it doesn't run out so oh another thing is torches. i love it randomly going out come on you got to give some come on you gotta give some love to that i enjoyed it because it felt it felt like you know we weren't even thinking about torches going into combat with what if it was random what if it was like arranged between i know there are games that do that so like between 30 minutes and an hour and you just don't know there are games that do stuff like that where you roll a die and if the die comes up on a bad number the torch goes out or has gone out mm. so that's another simpli- simplification I that thought people it was, do I thought it was lovely the, uh, the, the interesting thing is about one to one timekeeping uh, or real time timekeeping is some people were bothered I read and thinking that wasn't realistic, but we found in our experience that it, time in the game actually tracks time playing the game almost exactly. Like after playing for two hours, I look down and it's been about two hours in real dungeon time as well. So that part doesn't bother me at all because it tends to even out very accurately. But what bothered me is I have to keep track of turns anyway for torches, oh, excuse me, for random encounters for wandering monsters so i'm already keeping track here so having to keep track of real time as well is just one other thing i have to keep track of when i'm already keeping track here and i can easily see how much time has passed it's not a big deal i felt like we needed to um move more quickly and discuss things more quickly though too yeah i I, I, i'm I'm happy I, i am pro real-time torches i i think it's i think it sounds fine if there's a way to keep you from doing turns that'd be great i don't hate it i'm not sure sure. i don't know that it's my favorite but uh 
th- and there are ways that you don't have to keep track of turns. You can just, when you get into a new room or every other room, you can check for wandering encounters. So basically, the rate at which you enter rooms is roughly equivalent to how long you'd have to wait between checks anyway. So Boy, this is a pretty deep dive here on these rules. This yeah, we're going. Stuff. We're going deep. It, it makes you feel. Like you have to stay on task, kind of. I think, and I wanted, to I wanted quote, to have like a giant hourglass, teachers. Yeah, 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 right here, and have it going. But I, they didn't have any that were an hour yeah, long. Yeah, like I, I think Walmart. we would realize that the timer was running out. In other words, our torches were getting less bright, and we would relight the torches. But if you're finding a minotaur, I don't know, maybe it doesn't come up. You know, yeah, you got other things to worry about. Like I said that was a terrible. That was a terrible moment that would normally not have happened. So I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, let's see. Are there any other things that we want to talk about? It, it does basically everything like encounter distance. You just roll a d6 to see how far. But again, that's you can just do the normal way, which is I think 2d4 times 10 for feet, that kind of thing. Uh, the monsters, they're written well, like I said. They've got. I, we didn't get into everything. And I, I, they have all the basic stuff like hazards, traps, yada yada. Uh, this, our patrons, not our patrons, our GG No Readers in the Discord were saying that the math was very flat, and that's true, even flatter than 5e. So your bonuses are not going to go crazy. Uh, plus three is the highest magical bonus, at least in the book that I saw. Maybe they have more later, but because of the way that stats work and there's no proficiency bonus, the math is going to stay very tightly bounded. So even if you're like a level nine dude, you're not going to be rolling like plus 28 or something like that. It's going to be more within the plus 28. That's great. (laughs) More within the human expectations. So if that's what you like, you will get it. Uh, There's uh, reaction roles, of course, activities that people are doing when they're encountered randomly, lists of names. Oh, I didn't have to roll reactions because the Minotaur always just attacks. There's a lore reason that I don't want to get into, but that it's explained in the module. So there's a... It has to do with his horns being like not really bull horns, doesn't no, it? No, it doesn't. He's sensitive about it. He's real sensitive doesn't, about it. It doesn't have anything to do with <laughs> that at all. You know, maybe a goatee or maybe, what was it? Yak-like. Yak, yaky? Yak-like? It's definitely yak-like. What's an elk? Does an elk do the... No, no they're like... No, the, the horns are different, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Or maybe I'm thinking of a moose. They kind of blur together in my mind. Uh, Was it worth for me... This is not relevant to the module or to the system. Was it worth it for me to give you little cutouts of the rooms, or did that... Did we care about that at all? Uh, I liked it, it led actually. to some degree of confusion because... Well, I liked seeing the rooms, though. These, these know, two like, rooms? Like, kind of seeing our map versus what we made. Uh, like, it's... It, you know, just... I said briefly. You know, briefly, he just held the map up for a second. It looked like it made more sense than what we actually put together. I don't yeah. know. Maybe we kind of rushed through it too fast. I'm but not the, really sure. The cutouts of these two individual rooms, the bowl room and then the Minotaur arena. Oh yeah, those helped me. Yeah, I could see that. For, for well, for complicated rooms, I typically do a sketch anyway. Yeah, and I think that's what we usually do. Like like DMing. Uh, like if it's kind of hard to say, anyways, you just kind of draw it on the mini Mac, or yep. maybe a full size Mac. Uh, there is That's a GG, no Sorry. Shadow Dark character generator. If you're interested at shadowdarklings.net. I guess that's their website. And uh, yeah, so our, our patrons are, excuse me, GG no Rears are fairly positive on it, and I can see why. 
I don't think I have anything more to say, at least about the quick start. I think we've plumbed the depths here. Uh, good. Good job. Check it out. And if you want us to play this again or play another module, uh, let us know on the Discord. And to get in the Discord, go to ggnorecast.com slash contact and shoot us an email um, from 2004 style. <laughs> Donate. Oh yeah, and I I guess we need money for Put stuff. A note. I don't Put know. A note. But, you know, I, maybe we should replace these really. Our, it does catch our eye. These janky microphones that we got. Oh, they're, from going, some they're doing this. Listen, pawn shop. Like they, <laughs> we catch a lot of that. Yeah, there we go. You hear that? Mine just goes boom. You see, all this could be over. We we're all gonna have like four hundred dollar like road microphones after the the GGN is done. <laughs> Thanks, guys. We yeah, really we, we need a, what six of them. No problem. I have Just like eight producers sitting over there in the corner. <laughs> That's right. Well, we get our we 4K like a, a real time fact checker. Yeah, yeah. Ev- we get a real Evan to come fact check. Well, I, I think we're at the point where we Why could do get we an need intern. A fact checker? If, we're uh, like. Pretty much always right about stuff. <laughs> uh, just someone to confirm that we're right. Oh, right, is, right. Uh, is a good feeling. It's more for you know our, about our ego. You're right about that. <laughs> Thank you. Boy, I just feel, oof. I'm like an inch taller. <laughs> an inch, inch bigger. You know, I wasn't really that sad about my character dying until you pointed out that we didn't get any XP. I thought it was doors. hilarious. When you're, like, when you're like, oh, no, our I'm, treasure, our treasure. I'm like, now I leave I'm like sad. what are you saying? That's my treasure. <laughs> now, I, now I leave sad. <laughs> oh, yeah. So for... Your room I, temperature, buddy. For what the three, are you talking about? For the three that died, it was their first time to die in any of our campaigns. Like they've been playing with us the you whole time. You guys are beautiful. I really appreciate you guys. To be, to be perfectly honest with you, it's my first time dying in any wow, D&D campaign. there you go. So I, I don't die anymore because I've died so many times before. <laughs> yeah, we, <laughs> if you yeah. look at this we have a graveyard. beautiful graveyard over here. It's a cork board on the wall with a bunch of character sheets uh, tacked to it that are all of our deceased guys. We have a deceased stamp that we stamp on each character sheet and add it to the board. So we've got three new victims to add to the board, and we'll have a picture of the updated board on our show notes. That's ggnorecast.com. Please enjoy if you can. Bye-bye.